When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of me, myself, and Sai. This is episode number 14. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter as always. And of course, uh, you, you can find many a great show on Ace Podcast Nation, do share shows and series and all sorts of subjects, top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications. Plus, of course, you can get your audio versions of every show we do at the Sports Social Podcast Network. Uh, it's the UK's first dedicated all sports podcast network. You can find all the content produced by us there uh, on their own little sites. And of course, they do daily Premier League podcasts and all, all sorts of podcasts there. Check them out, send, you know, give them a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. But uh, and most importantly, tell them that we sent you and that you heard about the Sports Social Podcast Network through us. Helps us out a lot. Um, just as we wait for some of the, the, the late comers, as it were, um, do a little Super 6 update. Uh, so Will sent me this. He says, um, Super 6, we're raising money, of course, for uh, Maggie Centre and Mind Mental Health Charity. You can still join the Charity Super 6 Football Prediction League. But uh, well done to Will's dad, who topped the round this week on 17 points. Michael Shepard and Claire Watson weren't far behind on 13 Mr. Andy Campbell mixed, missed his prediction and dropped a massive 10 places. No change in the overall top four. Darren Crisp and Mark Hector have moved into the payout places. Willie Boland, Gavin Gordon topped the celebrity table with 11 points each, whilst myself and Rodri scored the same. So I'm still a whopping 20 points ahead. The next round is Saturday, 3 o'clock. So make sure you get your predictions in Welcome, people. Um, I know I say this all the time, but um, tonight will be a slightly shorter one. I've had a busy day today, a busy day today. Um, I've already filmed two podcasts. 
Um, so we did one in the studio with uh, with Joe from Experience Real at uh, Eat Sleep Media. And uh, so a really massive thank you to, to Lawrence and Eat Sleep Media for letting me use their studio again. Um, and of course, then I, well, of course, you guys would know, but I also just recorded an episode of my story with uh, American boxing legend and celebrity fitness trainer, choreographer, uh, Michael uh, Ola Jidey. Ola Jidey. Um, and what a story you guys got. Incredible um, boxing career and stuff. Was like 23 and 0. Um, and f- f- just fought it for the title. His last ever fight was against Toby Hearns. And then after his career, he created. Um, silk boxer size he's widely considered as one of the first ever to use boxing as as a fitness uh thing and he's some of the celebrities he he trains and choreo uh, does works with their films it's absolutely insane like uh chris hemsworth mark Wahlberg, uh michael mann the director so many others it's uh it's got a fascinating story um really really good one really looking forward to you guys seeing that um I think it'll be out next week. I haven't decided on the order because I've got about four or five now in the bank. Um, so we'll see how I got to work out my schedule for over Christmas and stuff. We'll see how that goes. <coughs> see the order. But this Wednesday is uh, Joe Riley. So I would like you to know that uh, Joe Riley Wednesday, my story. Check it out. Please have a look hopefully fingers crossed joe's going to join us then live next monday for the final monday live show of the year so please do join us for that um if joe cannot make it then maybe not a show at all i don't know maybe i'll probably do one just to say happy christmas but um special extra show tomorrow because danny was not able to rearrange his schedule with coaching and stuff tonight um, we're doing a My Story Extra tomorrow evening. It will be like literally 35 minutes or so, but a little extra show for you nonetheless. Uh, My Story Extra with Danny Button. So if you haven't already, when you finish watching this, jump over to the our YouTube channel and watch Danny Button's episode of My Story. Beautiful, beautiful story as it is. It was a beautiful man. Um, as I look who's in the live chat. Uh, Lorna, Reese's mum, Reese, Craig, GD Parry, Rob Boyle, Kate Childs, and Donna Perry, late. Oh, disgraceful. Um, so, yeah, look, like I said, it's going to be a little bit uh, a little bit of a shorter one today because I'm tired, tired of run down. The two shows are ready for you people today. So, Matt, you demanding stuff. Um, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, I'm just a bit tired. So I apologize if I repeat myself and all that stuff. Um, if you've got any questions, send them in. Just remember, because you guys, you like to save your questions for like the last, the last five minutes of the show when I'm wrapping up. And then I end up doing an extra like 15, 20 minutes. Very, very clever. But um, very clever of you guys to get some extra extra minutes. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a shorter one today. So... If you want questions asked, answered, ask them soon. Uh, Rob Boyle says, what do you think of the Champions League redraw? So um, I'm not like up to speed on like the exact uh, kind of draw and what, what I know, like I've seen the draw and, and what went down. But from what I can gather, absolute shambles. And like um, someone else told me a story today about how they were doing something for a local uh, league 
and they were doing a draw and it was like for filmed for YouTube and whatever. Um, and they had a problem where every kind of, they, they kept doing the draw, draw and then they kept having an extra ball left and they couldn't work out why. But that was recorded. It was obviously not for the Champions League live watched by millions. Um, it's look, it's a shambles and half. Like it's not a, it's not a complicated format. Um, and Man United got, I think it was got drawn against Villarreal at first, and they'd already obviously played each other in the group stage, so they weren't supposed to be in the same ball. I think what one thing it does do is it does make you wonder, like if there's anything shady about these draws in the chat with UEFA and FIFA because. It shouldn't shouldn't have been able to happen. Just, just quite simply, it shouldn't have been possible. So it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, but of course, they had to they had to declare it void and and redo it because United had been in the group stage with Villarreal, so like you couldn't not do it. Um, Chelsea, what what a what a wonder 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 struck to to finish second. Because they avoided all the big boys, really. They because because they couldn't get drawn against British teams. It was like I think they could get drawn against like Lille, Madrid, or one other. So like, and I think it was Salzburg maybe. So like they would have been so happy, Chelsea, as long as they avoided Madrid. Beautiful, they were well happy. I think um, Liverpool would be happy get into Milan. They should beat them pretty comfortably. I think uh, Chelsea would win comfortably. United, I think, have got probably the toughest draw Atletico Madrid. I don't think Atletico are quite what they were a few years back, but they're still very, very good, very organised. It's going to be an interesting, um, interesting to see how Ralph Raniak approaches the Champions League. Because, uh, yeah, he's... I'm going to talk about that in a bit, about these uh, kind of new managers who've come in and had the impact. Ah... Uh, is it time we start blaming the players, not the managers? Um, I think I did question that before, but like, yeah, like these players, like, and I, I bring Cardiff in that as well. Like, I think Morrison's shown enough tactically and an impact that he's doing some all right stuff. So, like, is it the players who are not doing their jobs that's the problem, not the managers not being good enough? I think it's probably a bit of both, but, but. Ultimately, like how many the, that Man United squad, for instance, how many managers have they been through now? The same group of players, pretty much, just like binned off some of the biggest names in football because bad attitudes, egos, bad performances, whatever you want to say. It's a bit of everything, I think. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Leslie says Boris Johnson said it was a technical issue, the Champions League draw, and there was no party or cheese and wine. Well, don't get me started on that, my friend. Do not get me started on that. But it's not complicated, is it? It's just like I just think I agree with what Craig said there. Like they make it too complicated. Just once you get through the group stage, the winners can't play the winners. And just draw the first teams versus the second. If you if you end up playing someone from the same league, same country, there we go. Kind of is what it is. Um, GD Parry says Sean Morrison has been under Ollie Slade, Trollop, Warnock, Harris, Mick, and now Steve Morrison. Yeah, wow. If that is factually correct, mate, that is one hell of a list of managers he's seen off. 
and uh, by all accounts he's had some ropey times some ropey times he hasn't always been at his best shall we say but oh, overall i think he's been a good servant to kind of city he's been a, a bit of a warrior he's had some rocky times though as well the problem is is when he when he's bad he seems to be cost us goals and red cards and all that sort of stuff which is problematic i think um Craig says, can you get Craig Morrison on the My Story? Uh, Craig Harrison, sorry. Yeah, I think it should be uh, relatively doable, I believe. Um, <clears throat> we had Craig on the... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, on the on the Monday show, so I think that, that was probably a doable one. I will look into it, um, see how we go with that. But I, I don't see why not. Don't see why not. Uh, Reese's mum says, too many footballers throwing their toys at the pram turning against the managers. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? And you can imagine, I thought the way Ralph Raniak um, dealt with questions after Pogba's agent yet again was spouting off in the media, I thought the way he dealt with that, those questions was phenomenal. And just the way he went, Manchester United, awesome club, one of the best clubs in the world, don't want to play for us, not going to beg you. Beautiful. And because that's the sort of thing Fergie would have said, don't want to be here, get out. And that's the way it should be. Too, too much, like, too many teams are scared of looking. Like, and I, I'd say Man United particularly, they like, they're scared of looking stupid by having to sell Pogba or like him going on a free or whatever. But to me, they look stupid because they haven't been able to get it together in 10 years or whatever it is since Fergie's left and they keep making all these stupid decisions. Like, that's why they look stupid. They wouldn't look stupid if they let Pogba go for free because he wouldn't sign a new contract and they didn't want to sell him. So, good, you know, come on, have some backbone. Uh, Donna says, who would you keep, Si, when the contracts need to be renewed? Um, I'll have to have a look at the list, which I'll bring up in just a second. Um, Cade says, would you think Martial will go to France or Syria? A? Uh, I think Martial will stay in the Premier League. Um, I think Tottenham, Newcastle would both be good moves for him. West Ham, maybe. I think Newcastle will be a good one for him. I think uh, he needs to go somewhere where he's going to be like the main, main man, where he's going to be appreciated. He seems like that sort of player where... He needs a bit of an arm around him and told he's like the top dog. Like, I just, I just think that's what he needs. Um, so I think Newcastle, Eddie Howe could get the best out of him. I also think Tottenham, I've always felt Tottenham would be a, a good good you know, a good fit for him as well. Um, I thought actually in the summer, Tottenham should have cashed in on Harry Kane and they should have seen if there was any interest to get a bit of money for, you know, money plus Lingard and Martial for Kane because you can't tell me Spurs wouldn't be better off now if they had a bit of money to spend and Jesse Lingard and Anthony Martial in their squad instead of Harry Kane who just maybe he'll get going soon enough um Craig says Aguero having to retire at least he got to play for Barca before his career ended yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a sad one, isn't it? It's um, it's sad. I think when anyone is forced to to retire, um, and I think having been in like a similar situation where I was forced to 
stopped working in the job which I enjoyed and stuff because of health problems like it is difficult to take because it's completely out of your hands you've got no say in it um the one thing I'd say is like Aguero he is coming to the end of his career so at least I would hope that from a mental health point of view he can kind of look back on his incredible career and the incredible moments and not get too hung up on the fact that he's had to end it like a couple of years early the main thing of course is that he's healthy and he gets to live out the next 20 30 years or whatever and have like a, a long life with his children his family and stuff like that ultimately of course he would have liked a couple of seasons at Barca to finish off his career would have been the perfect end to a, a glittering career for a phenomenal player but you know could be worse in many ways could be worse because you know, something more serious could have happened um could have been like a, a worse outcome from it could have you know, he could be like 18, 19, just starting his career and have that all taken away from him. Like, I'm not saying that it's better because he's older, but at least he's had what is a sensational career so that at least he can kind of look back on that. And I hope he goes into coaching because um, I did see, I saw like an interview, which is, it's always difficult because it's translated into English. But I saw an interview with him a couple of years ago and he seems quite switched on, like tactically and stuff, about how he talks about the game. So I'd be quite interested to see if he can go into coaching, maybe. Um, always want new managers, new managers, and and what not. Um, Reese says Cardiff are missing the Swansea's former head of recruitment um, because they always they do seem to make the right choice uh, when selecting managers more often than not um i'll give him that uh, it's just their players are shite no they're not i think it's just it's just one of those things they seem to have a good structure off the field to make those decisions like a lot of football clubs have got a good structure a lot of football clubs haven't you look at Manchester united you look at Test, uh, cardiff i would argue that their off the field structure is not good enough at the moment um, they need like a, they've got too many non-football people there, and when you've got non-football people making the decisions, is when you get people like going for the names like a, a Mourinho who was way past his best, uh, a Van Gaal who yesterday had a good World Cup. Um, so it's like yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Um, Reese says, "Sorry, sorry, I was I was saying that Swansea are the greatest football team in the world." Oh, Reese says, come on, mate. Be rude. Oh, Jesus. Call yourself a Cardiff fan. No, he says, um, he wasn't saying that we were missing the Swansea when he was just saying we missed that position. Um, yeah, and I agree. Uh, that's what I was saying. Like, and United have got like Woodward and all these bankers, same as Cardiff to a certain extent. Do you need someone who knows football making football decisions? But um too many football clubs haven't got it. Swansea do have a good setup, so I think it's it's one of those things. And I think um, there's something to be said for that for sure. Um, I, I'm just looking. So Leslie says uh, a lot of penalties have been given lately. Uh, some that should never have been given, and some that should have been like the West Ham Burnley. Yeah, I to me. There's no excuse for any penalties at the moment being missed or given incorrectly. 
because or overturned correctly because they got the video evidence like the the video refs there's no reason to get those decisions wrong now i don't understand there's still quite a few which are getting getting like overturned and stuff and it's, it's all getting a bit much um so Cardiff got 10 players uh 10 first team players out of contract at the end of the season uh key players such as sean morrison aiden flint marlon pack will vox joe rolls well i would keep will vox and i would keep joe rolls the other three i would be tempted to let go if they can it's it's difficult because you let them all go you've got to replace them and i think it's a massive ask to bring in for instance two of those were center backs to bring in two center backs from the academy set up to play in the first team next year so you've got to replace them and Cardiff haven't got the money to replace them and i would argue that their wages of aiden flint and sean morrison marlon pack yeah they might be on decent wages not going to be like a massive huge they're not unlike the wages that joe bennett was on for instance like 30 40 grand a week or whatever it was like that's problematic like letting all those players go but then they're you know they're free to go um if they don't sign contracts so it's it's interesting um i would probably let pack go definitely probably definitely um i'd may be tempted to keep either sean morrison or aiden flint i don't know if i'd keep both but i would probably i would definitely i think i would definitely keep roles and probably will volks as well i think they both offer enough um as squad players or similar um who else obviously ryan giles because on loan i hope they try and sign him uh isaac Vassell, i would let him go marlon pack let him go in flint maybe tomlin's already gone um alex smithies oh that's a tricky one i probably keep smithies probably uh kieran brown um and then there's quite a few being that would contract next year as well which is quite interesting there's more on the next year's list who i'd want to keep um so next year they have james collins and bakuna i'd let them go straight away curtis nelson uh, not sure about that Kiefer Moore, obviously not. Dylan Phillips, probably probably would. Mark Harris, no. Tom Sang, no. Joe Bagan, no. Gavin White, probably. So, yeah, it's difficult, that, isn't it? It's um, like, because the problem is, like, I've just gone off that list for the two two sets of people, uh, two, two, like, this summer and next summer, and I think I've only said to keep, like, about two three players so you can't do that because we haven't got the money to replace them unless you are gonna do what i said a while ago which was you say to whoever the new manager is going to be don't worry about being relegated just get us playing decent football bring a bit of passion back etc and um and go from there and then you can maybe bring in a you know, bring in a load of more of the academy players replace all those players just drop like get rid of pretty much all of those players i mentioned bring in their equivalents in the academy and the best players from the academy and then do like a little bit of wheeling and dealing because your wage bill would be so small 
because all the academy players are on not very much at all, that you could maybe do a bit of wheeling and dealing, get some experience in and around them. Um, uh, yeah, Vassal, I'd not have him at all. I am um, not. I've not been impressed. He's been unlucky with injuries. Um, Ro Joe Rolls, Donna says Joe Rolls and Alex Smith he would keep, but I think Reese says Smithy's rumored to be on like thirty grand a week. Yeah, if he'd accept a pay cut, I'd keep him. If not, he's not worth thirty grand a week. There's keepers around that you could get for less. So I think, um, I think as like a central midfield, and a whole yeah midfield overall needs just been in that we need we need like someone who a really good holding midfielder alongside Rolls, and then two good quality young wingers, but. I would certainly be open to selling any of them in January if you get a decent bid. Uh, GD Parry says I'd keep Flint over Morrison if it was single swim. Yeah, if you had to pick one, I'd probably lean towards Flint at the moment. It is hard though, isn't it? Because Morrison's been decent at points. But you've got to go on now. And um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, GD Parry says, it irks me to say, but Swansea did well to stay up in the Premier League for a few years after almost going to the brink not long before. Yeah, maybe. Flint's a good spark, says Leslie. Very clever. Very, very clever indeed. Um, Cardiff need to clear out. And I think um, the only way to do it is probably just release them all and keep one or two. Because we just they need so many players. The easiest, most effective way to do it is probably going to be to release the majority of those players on the list and keep you know the minimal few. I think that's going to be the the most effective way to do it. Release a load of them, get the best of the academy in the first team squad, give the new manager two to three years, and then try and do a bit of wheeling and dealing, and get some heart and soul back in the football club. I think that's like a big thing. Like I think football generally, people are sick of the soulless nature of football. And I think ultimately people are like, yeah, I'd rather see the Academy boys play week in, week out because at least they give a shit and at least they care and they want to, they care about the football club. And a lot of them are from the local area and like, you know, maybe fans of other clubs will be able to tell me differently, but from a Cardiff point of view, I very much feel like that. I'd rather see a load of a load of academy players in there who care than a load of overpaid people who just do not seem to give a flying what's it called. Too many, too many footballers in this day and age don't care about the football clubs they're playing for, and um, that's problematic for me because it creates such a disconnect with the fans and the football club straight away and then if you've got a bad backroom or a backroom not backroom like a, a hierarchy which the fans feel disconnected for from because they've made numerous poor decisions it's very difficult for the fans to invest like emotionally of course you've got your long-term investment and you you know you followed your football club all the time but there is a disconnect between fans and football at the moment and i think post-COVID, that's even more so where people have got into the habit of not going and watching their teams on TV. You only got to look at Cardiff's 
attendances to see that people are not going back in their droves like many thought they would and you need to find some sort of way to kickstart that it would having a group of players who genuinely care help kickstart that i think so you'd certainly get the most vocal fans there um k child says sir you look tired you'll sleep like a baby tonight i'm having a few side ciders hoping our dad will be back out of hospital again loved his football stories when he was uh when he played for todd caster in the 70s ah uh, mate i'm sorry to hear that he's uh he's back in there but um i'm sure it'll be all right mate i am a little bit tired i'm not too bad i think um i got a bit of a sore throat i've done a lot of talking today it's um it's tricky and it's hard then we talk 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 and these shows are always a bit more tricky when you've got to like i'm talking to myself effectively and um when you've already done two shows of like an hour and a half each today it's yeah it's it's it's, it's trickier than if i would have gone in fresh boom done it at seven o'clock and stuff i'm still i'm here i'm i'm loud i'm proud and I'm ready to go. Okay, uh, Craig says, did you see Swansea season tickets being released next month, trying to get money for January transfers, but dangerous using next year's money now? It is, but all, for, all, all clubs do it. Every, all clubs do it. They, um, they all just, just before January, it's like, Oh, we're going to sign this player and this player, and or, or just before the end of the, the the summer, it's always the flipping same. I'm sick and tired of it. Sick and tired of the the money grabbing from football clubs, the 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 money grabbing and the ego from footballers. It just kind of done with it all. Uh, it's very frustrating for me. Um, just think like to me i would do a, a thing where if you buy a season ticket before christmas you get a half price i would i'd be i would be more concerned with getting as many people in the ground as possible than i would about getting funds for january because football attendance football attendances generally are down since post covid anyway and like with, I look at Cardiff, I don't know what Swansea's attendances have been like, but I would imagine they're relatively sim similar to, to Cardiff's. They're not great. So you've got to come up with ways to get people back in. You've got to... So like I've talked about when I stopped going to watch Cardiff, like one of the reasons I didn't go back after the rebrand is because my, my, um, my habits changed on a Saturday. And I got used to taking my boy to football and and spending time with my family and whatever and, and doing things. I just got used to doing it. And then it felt like too much to ask them to disappear all day on a Saturday again because I was used to it. Whereas if I hadn't stopped, it would have just been, oh, that's where dad goes on a Saturday, like thousands of every other people. So I think... It is what it is in terms of that. But now it's up to football clubs because of COVID and because COVID's kind of people have got used to watching it on TV and going out and and then 
if your club's not doing very well and stuff like that, or the fans feel like they're frustrated with things off the pitch, you've got to find a way to inspire them. If you can't inspire them on the pitch, you've got to find ways to entice them off the pitch. To me, get your season tickets super early, get them cheap, and then go from there. But it's yeah, I know they do do cheap prices, but they've got it. And like, they should be doing Cardiff now. Should be doing kids for free. If they're not, they should be. Don't know if they are, but the kids should be free. Under 16s should be free. And I believe all all championship clubs, Middlesbrough, Swansea, whoever, they should all be doing kids for free now, coming up to Christmas, should be free. Because they're the they're the 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 fans of the future. They're the ones who are gonna buy your season tickets in ten years' time, twenty years' time, whatever. And I see so many kids now who play football, but they don't watch it. Like my kids, all of them, all three of them, or two which really like football. One of them, 17, like he doesn't watch football. He loves playing it. He's good at it. Doesn't watch any football at all. Like that's a massive disconnect. And I feel like there's a lot of kids like that. Of course, you for every kid like that, you've got kids who have been taken by their parents from a young age. So they're used to going to watch live games. There is, of course, those kids. But there's also a big group of kids who don't watch football. And I feel like the game as a whole is not doing enough to entice them in. Um, let's have a look. I was trying to find and see if the what the average post-code, post-COVID championship attendance, uh, champ, championship attendance post-COVID is to see... If it's dropped, it must have dropped because I've seen a few fans and stuff on social media like taking photos and saying how the since the re- return to football or football they, they they haven't quite got back up. But on the other side, women's women's football, the attendances are all up and they're they're the highest they've ever been. Which like is that because the women, the female footballers don't have the same negative uh, stereotype and, and impression from football fans. I think it's, that's very possible that, that people don't associate the same things that they associate with male footballers, like ego, money grabbing, selfishness, all these different things that we've talked about over the, the various shows. Like, you don't associate those with female footballers. So, Maybe I know a few people who switched over. Like I know a lot of people who used to go to Cardiff. Now they go and watch Welsh League football because they prefer the atmosphere. You can have a beer and in the ground and stuff like that. And they just it's like a social thing. So I I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting conversation. Let's have a look. Reese says, uh, sure my mate said before in Germany, not only are the season tickets silly cheap, but you can use them for train to get to the stadium. Oh, mate, I've been banging that drum for years that if you should, if you included um, some sort of free travel, like train travel to for home fans from local areas or certain areas, you would automatically 
get a bigger or a bigger attendance because what people what people forget and i think what people particularly in charge of football clubs and the fa and and on their 100 grand a year jobs and stuff what they forget is it's not just the ticket so if you've got a season ticket great it's not just that though it's not just the price of a ticket 20 quid and then tenner for a kid or whatever it's you take your kid you've got to get there so buy the petrol or pay for parking then tenner uh or train fare you've got to get food for your children you take more than one kid you're looking at 100 quid easy for a day at the football not everybody and i think particularly post-covid like it's done a number on people self-employed people businesses things like this and people who lost jobs like asking them to spend 100 quid plus on a saturday to go most football people can't do it especially coming up to christmas and stuff but but just generally like it's a lot of money to ask people to spend especially if the football's crap like it's brutal so clubs in my opinion it's up to them to try and find a way to entice those fans to keep coming or to come back and to make it fun to make it good to make it affordable and they just don't because they don't care um prior gd paris says prior to the lockdown cardiff sold five games uh sold five game tickets um which would help a few more down who can't afford full season yeah things like that mate i think is quality ideas um gd Parry again and he followed up so went to southampton in 2006 the match tickets actually had in and out bus tickets too so if you were parked outside the city you um you could get in there sharpish there you go like yeah um reese just found this he says unreserved standing sections with cheaper tickets are a key feature of every bundesliga ground local transport to and from the stadium is included in the price of every match day ticket uh in intercity travel on high speed ICE or IC trains, however, is not. So don't get caught out. Uh, alcohol is also permitted, and you're technically free to drink as much Pilsner, Heils, Alt, or Kolsch beer as you want, even in view of the pitch, although the sportsman takes absolutely no responsibility. Yeah, um, interesting, mate, isn't it? Because I think one of the big grumbles for, for football fans is if you go to the rugby, you can drink. Um, personally, and maybe this will be annoy some people, I don't know. Like, I don't actually think drinking in the stadium is that big a thing anymore. People are used to it. If anything, I think they should ban drinking in rugby stadiums. Like, I've, again, seen some horror stories from the rugby in this autumn. Uh, of people like kids and there's like a woman was like spewed up on by some guy who'd been on the piss all day like i don't think it's much to ask to have a few beers before the football if you want to have a beer then at half time have a beer at half time i don't know if you need to drink during the game i don't know I don't know how i feel about it because i know when i used to go regular it did annoy me so maybe it's more that i'm out of the loop i don't know but and maybe it's an age thing as well. Maybe I've kind of just gone past the 
the all day drinking stage. I could, couldn't do it anymore. I don't think. I think I don't even get a discount in the courtesy shop, says Donna. They've introduced a reward system, which is far too complicated. Ah, uh, yeah, there's like all sorts of just ridiculousness in there. Like, how can you not even get a discount for spent getting a season ticket? That's unreal. Um, Donna also says we, she reckons the attendance would be like 12,000 if they didn't include all the season ticket sales. Yeah. And how many of those season ticket holders are not even going to games at the moment? I'd be really interested to know that. Like, how many don't turn up? Because um, I've been offered a few tickets this season already. Like, just where people are not going for whatever reason. So there's always people who don't go, but they still include them in the attendance. I would love to know, like, what, how many people are really there at the moment? Uh, Craig says, yeah, Dortmund are really, really cheap. They basically say they could treble the price and still be cheap, but would only bring in a couple of mil. So rather than the fans be able to, they would rather the fans be able to afford it than bring in money to pay a few players. Well, that's the thing. Like, ultimately, maximum um, gates of attendance is what? They bring a couple of million a year. Like, in this day and age, that doesn't really do much in the Premier League and the Championship. Like, it, okay, Championship, and if in your Cardiff situation, I suppose two million a year is probably it is a bit a bit of a difference when you've got financial problems, and of course, it makes a massive difference to lower down the league. But there's no reason why all those Premier League clubs are charging what they charge and not rewarding the football fans because they don't need that money in the Premier League. There should be a rule because in the Premier League, even if you just get promoted and you're a smaller club, like like Brentford got a new stadium and all that, but like they've also got parachute payments for at least three years. Well, they've also got a lot of money for three years, shall I say, and if they were to go down, they've got the parachute payments. So it's like, why do the Premier, Premier League clubs, I think, should be forced to make their tickets more affordable and cheaper? Because some of the prices in the Premier League matches are absolutely obscene. Um, I think it's Arsenal who is the most expensive. Um, if I remember correctly, there's a, there's a few others which are uh, which shouldn't be at the top of that list, who are at the top of that list. Um, ticket prices, English Premier League 2021. So... Let's have a look. So if I wanted to go and watch Brentford versus Man United on December the 14th, one tickets from £199. Jesus. That is... That's obscene. Honestly, that is disgusting. That's at Brentford, by the way, as well. That is absolutely ludicrous. Norwich versus Villa from 89 quid. But then you can go almost Man City versus Leeds at Man City for 29 quid. That's more like it, isn't it? Brighton versus Wolves, 104 quid. Jesus. 106 quid to watch Burnley versus Watford. You think you're all right, to be honest. I think I'll keep my 100 quid. Um, Jesus. That, that is ludicrous prices. That really is obscene. Arsenal prices seem to have come down, although if you want to watch Arsenal away at Norwich from £134, 
as Norwich must be one of the more expensive clubs to go and watch then because there was a couple of games there which were that is obscene. I'm disgusted by that. I knew it was going to be high, but that was just obscene. Um, Leslie says Middlesbrough charged shocking prices. People can't afford it. If they did, uh, if they did it cheaper, they would get a much better, more fans, better atmosphere. Hundred percent, mate. How much are the Middlesbrough tickets now? Like, if I wanted to go and watch Middlesbrough on Saturday, how much am I looking at? Tell me. Um, uh, the ticket site I was looking at was seat pick. So I don't know if that's like a fair reflection of the ticket prices, but I just wanted somewhere which would give me like a list of all of the different things. Obscene. So Leslie says, yeah, who can afford to watch 134 game season um, and then teams deserve to be relegated? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. And it? it's a long old season with the cup games and everything. It's um okay, let's have a look at league. Is that league one or league two? Did you say that league one? League two ticket. Uh GD Parry says, look at the league two ticket prices. Uh, is this gonna give me half failure now then? Is this is gonna raise this is this is gonna real piss me off, I think. I think that's why you're asking me to look. League two ticket prices. So uh it's from 2017. Under 30 quid, all of them. So I, I don't know if that's the same now. Um, how much is the price of a ticket? League 2. How much is League 2? So this is an article from B. That's that's long time old. So we want to have a look at that. Let's have a look. Let's, let's, buy, let's buy some tickets for Newport County. How much do we reckon then? And Newport County gonna buy, gonna sell, sell me some tickets for Newport County home tickets. Let's have a look. Could buy a half season ticket for Rodney Parade. Let's have a look. It always worries me when they don't put the price up until you click on it, and then yeah, okay. So we'll pick halfway line. Um, so we'll pick half around 158 quid for half a season ticket at Newport County. So, what's that? That's like 300 quid a year, is it? I'd imagine for a full ticket. How much is a season ticket for Cardiff? Someone tell me, someone tell me that. I'd love to know. Um, 158 quid to go and watch Newport for the rest of the season. I mean, don't get me wrong, like. When you average it out and divide it between the games, yeah, it's much cheaper. It's 158 quid for a League Two side. Yeah, what are they like? Football clubs are just not doing enough to 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 entice fans back to the game and get their attendances up. Like, oh, right, so like tickets, Cardiff versus Derby. I'm on a I'm on a mission now. I wanna wanna see what the prices are. Cardiff versus Derby, corporate sales. No, no corporate. I'm gonna be in with the peeps. Now I gotta log in. I know I ain't got my password on this computer, so can't look. Well, well, well. Shocked, I am shocked. Shocked and upset is what I am. Right. 
car. No wonder people are going to like to watch. So kids season tickets for Cardiff Don says she's about 50 quid. That's that's all right. 50 quid for a season is acceptable. Um like Craig says cheapest was 350 quid, I think, for the year. And I don't think it's obscene. Like, I don't think it's good. But I don't think it's completely like out of the re- like it's not it's realistic i guess is the, probably the best term um to me yeah like rob boyles hit the nail on the head premier league 20 quid should be premier league 20 quid championship 15 league one 10 league two five and something like that yeah spot on mate that is what it should be it's not though um and that's why the attendances are suffering and the problem will be is in 15 years when they all these clubs have got no hardcore fans and they'll be relying on people coming in like like tourists but like you're not going to get the tourists that, that a man united or a liverpool or a man you know whoever get that that Cardiff aren't going to get that tourism and look and you're right there craig like that 350 quid for a season ticket at cardiff it's less than 15 quid a game so when you work at it like that, it is good, but not everyone wants to part with three hundred and fifty quid. Some people like to pick and choose their games. I get that as well. Just like to me now, coming up to Christmas, kids should be going free. It's as simple as that for me. Like, yeah, not having it at all. Not having it at all. Um, Reese says, this is why I'm so baffled why the Women's Premier League doesn't change to a summer sport when Football League is over. Clubs like Airbus, TNS, sorry, Welsh Premier League, not Women's Premier League. Um, Airbus, TNS, Port Talbot could probably draw in some decent crowds. Possibly, mate. Yeah, maybe. Not bad. Thinking outside the box, I like that. Barcelona, half stadium. With that every game as there's no tourists craig says yeah you're right there mate um uh leslie says you've hit the nail on the edge you need to let kids in free because they're the fans for the future yeah if you and this is what i was saying earlier about kids at the moment don't watch football a lot of them there's just a disconnect for whatever reason they're things like YouTube and social media and all this other different stuff has meant that football's not what it was when we were growing up. Like when I was growing up, it's all I cared about was football, but that was because there was no Netflix and YouTube and, and social media and all these other different distractions that you get. So like they have to find a way to attract kids to the game because if none of these kids grow into being hardcore football fans, you could end up in a real dire situation in 15, 20 years from now because eventually us lot are going to get too old to go. What are you going to do then? You're going to have no fans. you got no fans. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, Rob just said, go, have you seen the prices of Bayern Munich? I, I would imagine they're phenomenally affordable, Rob, if I was guessing. But I'm not going to go searching all different football clubs. I think we could all agree that football owners 
in Britain are money-grabbing twats and they care not about the football fan. So yeah, right, got any questions? Get them in. Um, I will release some sort of football, football, uh, some sort of schedule um, probably by the end of this week of like the Christmas period and stuff. Um, but there will be there will be shows dropping. They'll just be pre-recorded. The only one which will be live will there be some Roger gigs on football. Just not hundred percent sure on the days and stuff that they'll be scattered about and that. Um, you could go and watch Inter Milan and Lazio at San Siro for forty-five euros to one hundred and fifteen bargain. Uh, Rob Burr says Kev didn't reply on Twitter, so when is he back? Um, not sure yet, mate. Um, if I'm being honest, he's uh, he's having a break. I think is the all I could say. Um, 150. Uh, yeah, we were speaking about this earlier, mate. In Germany, it's like 150 quid for a season ticket. And uh, includes your transport, train, etc., and unlimited alcohol. Jesus, but that's looking after your fans. That is proper, and like that's like getting them there and back, and giving them a drink. Whew. But it is it, look. I'm not. Um, I'm not like necessarily lumping all clubs in with that kind of like money grabbing um, thing because it's difficult isn't it? because like some clubs as on their ass money wise and they are just trying to get as much money from anywhere they can possibly get it so it's it's, it's problematic uh leslie says andy's coming back oh, i heard andy's coming back um you might see him over the christmas period that's what i would say you might but um he's he's not going to be back on a permanent basis, I wouldn't have thought. Um, certainly not at the moment. But that's just, we knew that anyway. We knew it anyway. Um, you got no friends. So, yeah, that's. I think that's about me done for this evening and today's um, podcasting. Um, I apologise profusely if I don't see my usual bubbly self. Um, it's just kind of, been a long day today but i wanted to give you some guys I, I did toy with not doing the show tonight because i'm doing the one tomorrow with danny uh to do the my story extra tomorrow so i did kind of toy with the idea of like just not doing one tonight and doing it tomorrow but i just thought do you know what the people deserve an extra show it's coming up to christmas give them an extra give them an extra show it's just the kind of guy i am I love you guys. Right. Um, so, tomorrow, my story extra with Daniel Batten. If you haven't already, go and watch the my story with him from last week. Because if you haven't watched it yet, what are you playing at? And, of course, check out the previous episodes of that. Uh, been doing very well on the Sports Social Podcast Network, actually. Uh, and all the previous episodes as well, because I chucked them all up at the same time. Um, the Eddie Webber, actor Eddie Webber from Rise of the Foot Soldier and the, 
the business and various other films. His show particularly has been doing really well. Um, that was the finale of season two. Um, but yeah, so obviously tomorrow, my story extra with Danny Button. Wednesday, all new my story with Joe Riley, uh, former professional footballer, Premier League footballer. That was a, a really, I really enjoyed speaking to Joe. I always uh, have enjoyed speaking to Joe actually every time I've had the opportunity to chat to him. But um, it was good. It was a, I think it was the longest one we've done so far, like nearly two hours, I think it was. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good, really enjoyable. He's a very likable guy. So that's out on Wednesday. And that is eight o'clock. And um, check that out Wednesday, eight o'clock. Me and Roger will be back on Thursday. Remember, not Friday this week. Not Friday. Roger gigs on football Thursday. Thursday. You listening? Thursday, 7 30. Um, do I have anything further to tell you people about? Don't think so. I think we're good for the minute. Um, trying to think, is there anything else I need to inform you? No, I think that's good. Look out for the schedule. Um, Ace Podcast Nation Patreon will be launching after Christmas, first week of January. So please do sign up to that whether you sign up for the bottom tier or the top tier or somewhere in the middle, it all goes back into the show, all helps out, really um, helps keep you know, keep it all going. And um, for the price of basically a, a cup of coffee a month and you'll get loads of rewards and free shows and not free shows, but you'll get additional shows, which nobody else will be able to get, uh, get unless they are patrons. So do look out for that and, and join it. Um, and they're, they're, a lot of those shows, not all of them, some of those shows will be live as well on the Patreon. So you get like an exclusive kind of live show as well, which you can um, you can get involved in. And also um, for some of the bigger shows, like when we're getting some football guests and stuff back on now in the next year, it's um we're gonna have like pre-shows as well, like so like it'd be like half hour on the Patreon before the main show starts. Um just kind of interacting with you guys and, and whatnot. So it's gonna be good stuff. Um just having a quick flick through. So have a look. Uh let's see, do you still do the apparel? Yeah, so you've got um away day apparel, you can still get a discount with them. Uh, it's awaydayapparel.co.uk. Use the code AA Podcast Nation and get 10% off. Uh, as always, um, we should have some some new sponsors uh, hopefully in the new year. Hoping to get a VPN sponsor. I think that'll be a good one. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been emotional. Guten Tag. Social Podcast Network.